All right, guys, we have a good one today. I'm really excited. We have Amy Lynn, a former ER trauma nurse with over a decade of experience in that space. But then, you know, she took the leap of faith into the world of aesthetics and wellness. Now she is the proud owner of not one, but two thriving businesses, Glowderma and aesthetics and wellness practice. And then Glow Academy, a platform dedicated to training and uplifting the, the next generation of professionals, essentially in aesthetics and wellness. So Amy, you know, your story is an amazing one. Alana, very grateful for her introducing us and having you come on the podcast. That's my girlfriend. Shout out to you, Alana. Welcome, Amy. We're super happy to have you come on. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your background, a little bit about how you got to where you are today? Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Landon and Antonio, for having me today. It's a true honor. And yes, shout out to Alana for sure, because she helps it all tick and she's just incredible. So I'm very grateful. Yeah. So how did I get started? I didn't really think twice about it, honestly. As you mentioned, my journey began as an ER trauma nurse. During that time, I worked weekends. I have five children. I had that really fast and furious. So that's going to be kind of like the theme of today's uh, chat that I just kind of go all in when it seems right. And then I get out when it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so yeah. So I love the ER trauma. It was crazy inner city. Like the stories are just insane. But I was really grateful for that. And I just found my why. I took, I, I got Botox for the first time. Not only did I like the results, I loved the feeling that I had afterwards. And a nurse was the one that did that to my, give me my first treatment, basically. And that was about nine years ago, 10 years, not about 10 years ago or so. It wasn't really a thing back then for people to be doing that in like their early 30s. I'm not mentioning how old I am now, but you could do the math. <laughs> And there really wasn't any sort of like playbook to say, like, what do you have to do? Do you have to go back to school? Is there specific trainings? And the resources then were not really available like they are now. And I just kind of figured it out. I don't know. Yeah. I got it. I went to my first course. I started hustling like crazy, like seven nights a week, seven days. I couldn't get enough of it. I had to throw myself in full speed to really become good at it. And it started off as like a concierge type of thing. And I think I've always been entrepreneur, like driven. I don't come from a, like a lifelong of entrepreneurs. I didn't go to business school. I don't have experience with that whatsoever. But my, my innate being has always been about bringing people together, kind of being the ringleader, just like leadership and just doing things for the good of the community and, and having some fun doing it as well. And two years after I took that first course, I opened up Glowderma. And it was just one of those things that after working for somebody for a little bit and also kind of being my own entity, I just knew it was time to do my own thing. So I didn't, there wasn't really a business plan to be perfectly clear. I just went with it and I've been trying to figure it out ever since. And now fast forward seven years later, since I opened up Glowderma, I launched Glow Academy, our educational platform about a year and a half ago, two years. And uh, it's been amazing. So I'm really grateful. It's amazing. That's an amazing story. So to go back to when you did make the leap, what was that like for you? Like, what did your friends and family say? What did your colleagues say that you were working with at the time? Because like a lot of times, you know, a lot of the people that are around us that love us or care about us, they don't fully see the vision, right? So when, what did that journey look like for you in that transition? When did everybody start to go, oh, wait a second, she's onto something. I get it now. What was yeah. that process like for you early on? The, it was it was interesting. I come from a conservative background. My family, my mom was a nurse. My dad, you know, had a you know nine to five kind of job, eight to four. Conservative family. My brother also not really a risk taker. I've always been kind of like the rebel in the family, like in a good way. 
And they've grown to love that about me, but they also sometimes are like, are you out of your mind? Like, this is nuts. You have five little children at the time. You know, you're just, and you're not even like thinking this through. And I'm like, I just knew I follow my gut. So yeah, I would say that uh, people who, who know me, who truly know me, they weren't really surprised, but most of the, most of my friends, they just thought it was like absolutely wild, but keeping the same attitude, I've always kind of been one that always went all in with things. So it was interesting. I think it was actually, it was the, my opening night here and that was October 21st, 2016. And I didn't want to have like a cliche, like opening and like promotional kind of like buy these packages of like injectables or like laser things. I wanted something different. And I wanted to throw like a massive party here. And Landon, you've been to my parties. So you know how we roll, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's an experience. You have unique experience. experience. Awesome time. Yeah. It's good. Like I said, I like to, I like to bring people together with good energy, create something magic and So our opening night, we basically turned our office. Now, mind you, the build out was like fast and furious. I had left my previous employer that was there for about, you know, 15 months or so. And that whole summer was wild. I was like, wanted to just basically retain my patients. So they had somewhere to go and they weren't left high and dry. So I was like operating out of my house. We ran like this whole thing and we just made it work really nicely. So on the opening of our, that was July. Now fast forward to October, we're opening and like this place turned into like a club. There was like, and we're in Bucks County. So this is not like we're in like New York City, LA, like downtown. Like we are in a suburb of Philadelphia in a small town. And this place had like a 45 minute wait list, like coming out the door. I wanted to throw something that was just saying thank you for all the people that were supporting. I want to showcase our space and I want everyone to have a really good time and kind of kick off this whole journey with the people that really were um, really supportive. So I think some, most people were really excited and really like, whoa, look at this happening. And then I, I'm not going to lie, probably about 50% of it were they, you know, as much, you know, it's sad to say this, as many people who want to see you rise, there's just as many that want to see you falling flat in your Mm -hmm. face. So you kind of realize who your people are after moments like that and who's going to stick around. And some people just d- don't get it. And they were just a little, they're fine for the night because it was fun. But like, you know, the year after everyone's watching, seeing what's going to happen, like kind of seeing like, did you just do the imaginable? Like, how is this going to work? And we were really fortunate to continue to succeed and just like do good by others and people really happy. So I would say I probably talked to about a quarter of those people that were here at my party that night, but that's okay. That's all right. That's it. It's fine with me because the right people stay. And yeah, it's all good. We rocked the boat a bit in a good way. You you made a major distinction before, which I think a lot of people need to grasp because a lot of people have trouble, especially the ones that listen to a podcast of like taking that leap to go to the next step, right? Because they feel like they need to have all the information before they move forward. And you had said, hey, I just kind of started and you know, I had passion, I had grit, and I just kind of figured it out along the way. Now you've built something incredible, but now... I have to assume at some point along the way, you had to really you had to learn that like hard work is just not going to cut it for a long time. Like there's only, there's a capacity to the amount of time that you can personally put in. How did you evolve at, from like a self-employed position when you first started to a business owner and hiring people and delegating and really scaling it to what it is today? Once you find your people who I call my squad, like you, the right ones, you hold them tight and you treat that. I always said I would invest in people far more than invest in things. And I try to stick to that motto that 
the right people. You take care of your people around you and, you know, they will do good by you as well. So, you know, it's not been like so smooth, not to bring it up, but you know, my ex-husband, ex-husband, make sure it's an ex-husband. I mean, even he got a little like jealous and he got greedy and he, I trusted him. He was in finance and even he like, like it was a whole thing, but I couldn't even trust him at the end. So, but I don't want to live my life not trusting people. So I'm very careful with who I bring into the mix. I take my time hiring and, you know, you kind of learn through experience, right? Like what's working, what's not kind of like what to hold on to, what to let go. So now we have an amazing team. I have three other nurses, Alana, Landon's Landis. I always want to say wife, sorry, Landon, but you know, who, you know, I've been mentoring. So I, I built this mentoring program. And that's another thing that is like a little unique in our space. I train medical professionals and then they assist with me. They're getting education. And I think that like investment back into the team has helped me scale it and also helped to grow and also not necessarily make having the business run me, but me, I can actually operate the business as well and do these other projects like education and traveling the world and getting the best resources and bringing it back to Glow Dharma and to Glow Academy and really providing that space for everybody as a community to come and congregate. So I think like it's who you surround yourself with and having that mutual trust and respect and loyalty. That's why I've been able to also run the business. So I've learned through experience and just aligning myself with experts that can kind of help guide me along the way. I love it. I love it. So just a disclaimer, predominantly, you know, young men listen to our podcast, so they don't know your industry too well. Explain to us the business model and how you actually go about monetizing what you do, you know, and how that scales. As far as like what about my procedures and everything we do. Sure. Yeah. So like product line and then how, like what the next, the quote unquote upsell looks like, major packages and things like that. Yeah, sure. So we do all non-surgical intervention in aesthetics. So we're talking injectables like Botox, Dysport, fillers, sculpture, anything, anything with like basically a needle and a syringe that you can inject legally. That's my specialty. We also do lasers. We do skin resurfacing, clinical skincare. We do a lot with wellness too. A lot of men, I do see a lot of men as patients now because it's becoming way more normal because all the ladies are starting to look good and guys got to keep up with us, right? We're aging backwards finally. And uh, so I do see a pretty large amount of men that come in now, more so than ever. I would say more over the past five years, it was probably like 10%. Now we're probably about 30% male to female. And so as far as that's concerned, I mean, these products are not cheap. They're, I like to use the best products and quality. And then you can also charge a premium for it because not only are you getting a procedure, you're getting the skill set, the expertise. I'm a national and global trainer for some of the companies. So it's not just about like, okay, let's 50% markup. You have to take all these other investments that we do into consideration. And then that's how you can become profitable. So that's more or less like the way that it is. And that also in the beginning, those beginning stages, I don't like to hold on to a lot of inventory. That gives me anxiety <laughs> and I don't get anxiety. But I don't like to look at things if I know I can't move it. So in those beginning stages, I would buy like six syringes. And then when I get to four, I'd order six more. And then I, and that was when I was independent, when I didn't have such a great, amazing team. And so I was in control at all times, my inventory. I never went over what I didn't think I was going to do. And then now I can make massive purchases because I know what is going to move and what is what is not. And I'm also really careful with what investments I do make too. So when I'm purchasing machines and devices, I do my homework, I do my research. I like to look on the market as to, with my colleagues to see what's working, what's not. 
And then once I believe in it, and once I buy into the whole idea and I know it's going to be effective and work and it's high quality, then I can make the investment with that. So I would say anybody who's thinking about like starting their own business, be in control of whatever inventory or investments you're doing so that you don't, it then becomes stressful. And I love what I do too much to be, be, to be stressed out about it. So I'd be really careful with that as far as like inventory flow. So when we look at all the services that you offer at Glowderma, and then obviously Glow Academy is a separate entity, a separate venture that's more inside your industry, education-based, just Glowderma specifically, I imagine what you offered six years ago versus what you offer now as far as services goes has evolved a ton, right? Like I, I look at, I've only been aware of Glowderma and known you directly for a few years. And it's, you guys offer a ton of value to the marketplace, a ton of value to your clients. It hasn't always looked that way. Where, what does that evolution look like of services that you offer and how that grows over time? What mistakes do you see? So like, that's the first question, right? Like how does that evolution look of services you provide over time? But then what mistakes do you see younger business owners in your industry making? maybe trying to offer too much all at once, maybe not you know, getting into it the proper way, like just kind of riff on that if you don't mind. Yeah, well, it's really, really... So as far as medicine, right? Aesthetics is very new, medical aesthetics on the grand scheme of things. I would say 25 years, like no one was doing this before. So it's a very, it's a newer space when we're talking medicine because we are providing medical uh, services. And it's a really exciting time in our industry because we're learning so much more. And things are coming out. It's super exciting. And it's so there's so much more to learn as well. So it's exciting. I mean, we're like booming because at the end of the day, people want to look good. They want to feel good. And I mean, the first time I got Botox, I was in no financial place to be spending anything extra. Like I literally sold my engagement ring to buy my kids a trampoline for Christmas for babies. Like, but I... I was in like a low place and what do I do? I got Botox, right? Cause I, and that was that kind of ironically enough pilot and pivot me into a whole different direction of my life. So I still wanted to look good. So I think, I mean, it's really on the rise. It's like a launching rocket ship. So that's exciting. What I think now, as far as spe- specifically in medical aesthetics, I find a lot of people, they see on like this perception that it's all the glam and it's all just fun. And like, we are just like, you know, cause that's one lens, but they don't really understand the grit and the hard work and the late nights and the early mornings and the sacrifices that you do make along the way to get to that point where you're able to showcase that. My Instagram, like I try to be as authentic as humanly possible. It's one thing that when people meet me and then they also see my Instagram, it's very, it's me. So that's why I do my own social media. I don't want to give that up because you can use things like social media as a blessing or a curse. For me, if I can affect one person and make their day better, like I've won. Like that to me, what it's all about. So what messaging you're giving out there. I think people can get lost in it sometimes. I think a lot of times people are running away from something that they don't like and they think that this is the quote unquote easy way out. Let me just tell you, it's not like it, there is no, when I was working in the ER, I mean, I was ER trauma. So credentialing, right? That sounds like it's so intense and aesthetics is just fluff. I could go home at night and leave everything at, at that hospital. I wouldn't think about it until my next year. I wouldn't think about it again. You leave it there. This is like, you're an entrepreneur. You are on at all times. And that means whether you're in your office, you're out in the community, you're traveling, like you are an extension, you are your brand. So. I think that people think it's easy from what they perceive it to be, but they have no idea all the other things that kind of go along with it. Now I'm grateful for it and I love it and it's my pure passion, but 
it's not easy. And it's a, always an ongoing investment back into your education if you want to be the best. So that's the one thing too, is I wanted to ask about was client experience, your patients, the experience that you guys create for your patients. Like I'm looking just in the background of where you're sitting right now, your location is amazing. Anyone that's in the area, anyone that wants to check Glowderma out, I would recommend getting on a plane and flying to Amy. That's how, how, that's how amazing the, the patient experience is there. Not only that, but you create an experience for your team and for your ecosystem of professionals as well in Glow Academy and Glowderma, right? Could yeah. you just talk about the importance? You alluded to this earlier, like from the first party of the first event you ever had, it was about investing in those relationships and those experiences. How many times do you see business owners just kind of like jump over $5 bills to grab pennies and yeah. ultimately they're handcuffing their relationships, right? So I guess maybe just talk about the importance of the experiences you create for your patients and your team and your, you know, your colleagues and partners. Absolutely. It's all about the experience. You know, keep in mind, they're trusting us to do right by them. So I'd rather see less patients and allow more time with them to really cultivate that longevity of a relationship and not just like a one and done. We're not like this. I I, I don't, we don't like have a lot of like hoppers from one clinic to the next. And our area, and again, our industry is growing. There's a new med spot popping up in every corner, like left and right. I don't look at that as competition. I look at that as growth. So that just makes you, puts you back in check as to what is your why, right? Why did you get started? Go back to those days. Don't get lost in all the noise and the mess and the excitement. And like what really made me tick, tick. And it was like that relationship with my patients, that relationship with my team and always giving back to that. So we're constantly investing in our patients because they're investing in us and not just mon money. They're trusting us. These are, you know, optional services. They can go anywhere. So I always like, you know, remind my team that this is a choice and they're choosing us. So you need to stay grounded and humble about that and always be aware that they can go anywhere. So if they're trusting in you, you need to give them 110% at all times, which is why also I'm committed to ongoing education for my team, ongoing education for myself, like getting this exposure that many clinics don't get because, you know, maybe they're just not privy to having these experiences of like opportunities of traveling and going around the world and knowing the best and aligning yourself with the best and bringing in some of the best here to like train uh, the squad and the rest of our attendees at Academy and so on and so forth. So that client experience is absolutely crucial. Amy, I have to imagine as you've grown and become a thought leader in the industry nationwide at this point, that there has been an abundance of opportunities to collaborate with other spas or you know people asking you to invest with them and open up new locations and all these things. How have you been able to kind of sift through that decision-making process and really double down on your specific location and weed out all the opportunities? Because I know as entrepreneurs, that's something a lot of us struggle with, the shiny object. And it's a blessing, but also a curse because you know he or she who catches or chases two rabbits never catches one. So how have you been able to really double down here? And what does your decision-making process look like on opportunities with collaboration? It's an excellent question. That kind of goes back to what Landon was asking earlier. Like, what do I see people making kind of like choices that are a little hastier? You're just like in the moment exciting. As much as I drive like that, I also have reevaluated what I want my quality of life to be like. So I've had many opportunities, like to open up Glowdermas all over the place. Let's franchise it. Let's do this. I'll invest in your company. Like, and yeah, it's exciting and it's really awesome to be wanted to do these type of things. And I've just kind of decided and not to say that I won't at some point the way my life is now I love having my home base here I love having my team I love my patients 
But I also love to be out there in the world and I love education. So that's why Glow Academy was born because I realized I love being out there training so many other providers. I want to provide that experience here in-house that could bring in others as well. So I would say as far as expansion is concerned, I think there's ways that I can expand, maybe not necessarily, not immediately as far as like in the physical space, but I do a lot of consulting and brand, you know, consulting and business consulting now and, you know, just consulting on everything, <laughs> injectables, training, like whatever you want to know. I like to be a mentor and a resource. And I think I can provide elements of Glowderma in places all over the world and I can do it that way. But I don't want to overexpand myself to say, oh my gosh, I have to go to this clinic and I have to make sure things are operating at this point. It would literally have to be the perfect storm that I could basically emulate my brand in a different location because that's really important to me. And I don't want to lose that brand, that high touch, that special vibe we got. And if I can't physically like be there to start it up, I'm kind of like, let me just think about this. So from what I've heard of the last 20 or 30 minutes at this point is you've mastered leverage, which is awesome to understand how to, you know, really leverage your time, your resources, which is awesome. I think a lot of entrepreneurs think, especially myself too, you know, just speaking selfishly, I, I always think that I can always outwork every problem instead of finding the leverage that I can create to really give myself enough margin. How, like, talk to us about, you know, because clearly what you had just said there, you're intentionally leaving some money on the table in the short term for building this long-term brand equity and fulfilling your vision because it seems like you've reverse engineered the life that you really want to live and using this entrepreneurship vehicle to help sustain that. So what is the vision for you, you know, personally and professionally over the next 10, 20 years? Oh God, I don't know a lot. I still have a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. I just want to, I just want to continue to grow. Obviously I love that we're like boutique here. Also, I don't want to have 50 employees to be quite honest with you. If I have the right eight, 10, 12 employees, like I'm happy, you know, cause I do invest a lot back into my team. So I know that every person that I hire I have to be fully committed and make sure that my rest of my girls are also, or guys, you know, if we ever hire one, are also up and going so that, because I like to promote growth from within. And that is something that I, I really tell the girls, like your success is endless. Like, here's the platform. I didn't have anybody handholding. I had to like fight and be scrappy, not fight, but like be scrappy with like really like networking and being, you know doing the most crazy things to get my name out there and get experience and also gain that trust and relationships. Then I'm like, here's the platform. And then guess what? The sky's the limit, but you have to put into it. Like what, what you put in is basically what you're going to get out of it. So as far as over the next 10 years, I don't know. I, I, I don't really know what's going to happen. If you would have told me seven years ago, I'd be sitting here having an interview with you guys talking about my journey of Glowdrum, I would have been like, that sounds cool. If you would have told me like 10 years ago that I'd be sitting here, like having two businesses operating and traveling the world and doing the things I do now, I would have said like, are you kidding me? Like, this wasn't something I like as a little girl was like, I cannot wait to open up a med spot one day. Like it wasn't even on the radar. So I'm just really excited to continue to make a positive impact in this community and with others and continue to travel and have so much fun doing it. Like I'm so lucky that my colleagues who like we lean on each other and kind of discuss what works, what doesn't work within our practices. I have amazing resources. We like, it's a community. And so I, I continue to surround myself with like-minded other business providers because when you're in, when you're in school for a nursing med school, they don't teach you business. So I'm hoping uh, as part of Glow Academy that we can promote like this, you know, kind of like a, 
medical residency, which is what I more or less do in-house because I think as our industry grows, there is going to be some like universal standards. So I hope to be make an impact on that mark too. And, you know, actually have like a residency, a formal residency that we can align with other institutions. So medical providers could actually get like a, a specialized degree in medical aesthetics. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just having a good time. I love it. I love it. So as I know, we're kind of coming up to the, to our time here, but one question we ask to every single guest, it's uh, a little corny, but it, you know, it, this is the consistency wins podcast, right? So we like to ask this question of like, Hey, what does consistency mean to you? And how does that show up in your life, you know, personally or professionally? And how, what's the importance of consistency in, in your world? Oh my God. Consistency is everything. <laughs> I like things to be consistent as far as like, you know, be consistent with who you are, be consistent with being authentic to who you are. Don't get lost in the space, whatever business we're talking about. I think that is a huge opportunity that people can just lose themselves. Go always be authentic to yourself, be consistent with that and be consistent with also being able to change and be adaptable as, as well. I know that's like kind of like an oxymoron, but like be, be okay with like change and growth and don't get like pigeonholed into one role in your life, personal and professional, and allow things to, to come into it that are meant to be there and allow things to go as well. Love it. I love it. How can our listeners follow you? How can they connect with you? Social handle and then your website and everything like that. We're going to put everything in the link in the description, but if you don't mind just kind of throwing out there the best way people can connect with you and follow you in your journey. Absolutely. So my personal Instagram handle is Amy, A-M-Y, Burks, B-I-R-K-S-R-N, and then at Glowderma and at my Glow Academy. So there's a lot. And then my website is glowderma.com. And yeah, reach out anytime and I'd be happy to connect with all of you. And we're located in Gardley, Pennsylvania, which is Bucks County right outside of Philadelphia, close to a lot of cities, even New York. Love it. Love it. Love it. I was told about you for the last couple of years, you know, just in what you've been building, you know, Alana getting involved. I've been close to it, but I've never had the, the chance to meet you, the honor to meet you at this point. You know, just I've heard some really good things and you've, you know, exceeded all of those expectations. Those expectations were high. I mean, I'm just... Very thrilled that we got to meet and very excited to watch your journey. So thank you so much, Amy. Uh, thank you both so much for having me. It's a true honor. And uh, thank you anytime and can't wait for the next time. You guys are doing amazing things. Thank you.